0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the HK video game experience. I'm Hollywood Cole here with Clearfire. What's up, Clearfire? What's going on, man? Oh man, I'm ready to do this top 100 Super Nintendo games, my favorite system, and it got a lot of downloads, everybody loves the top 100, and we're here to cover the last top 15 today, and we're also here with Swinging Thunder, what's up Swinging Thunder?
1: Hey, what's up guys, glad to be here.
0: And welcome back to finish this list off, man, another Super Nintendo expert, grow up in the day, just like us.
2: Well, I have to comment, so. too. Swingin' Thunder's got a new mic, and man, he sounds nice and bassy. I yeah, got, got a nice, <laughs> rich voice. I, I saw him that earlier. I just wanted to wanted to tell the world that.
1: Well, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm 40 years old, and I just hit puberty. I'm very excited, but my voice is changing, and I'm growing hair in weird places, but it'll be all right. <laughs> there you
0: go. Started turning to Sasquatch. So, all right, man. Well, anybody got some news, dude? I ordered Metroid Prime. I will Look say that. You. I reserved it. And I didn't even pick it up because I took oh off Thursday gosh. and Friday and I ordered it over there by work, so I didn't get to go. And today, I was super busy, didn't get a chance to pick it up, but I am pumped about it. Every time I watch it, I think it's awesome. So it was starting uh, to sound like clear now about getting games. Well, I'll tell you what I've been playing, though. It's a sleeper, too. is Resident Evil 3 Remake for the Resident Evil stuff. Oh, I yeah. started I, Yeah, I started playing it just for... Um, the Resident Evil podcast. But I was like, I got Resident Evil 3 remake. Let me tur- turn it on. Started playing it, running through it. And it's such a good, fun. It's short enough to where, you know, you can blast through it. And I'm like, and all the like all the Resident Evils, once you get finished with it, you can buy other power-ups and all this kind of stuff to change the experience. So I've like really tried to like go through there and buy everything. Oh, excuse me, buy everything. But I got the uh, rocket launcher, infinite ammo. That's the, the most expensive thing. But anyway, I go back there and mess mess around through it. It's super fun. You can you can finish it all like an hour <laughs> if you know what you're doing. Nice. Have you played but,
1: the Have you played the remake of two yet?
0: Yeah, I did that one too. That's a full up one. And Resident Evil three, we we'll, won't we'll get too much into the Resident Evil. Resident Evil three was supposed to be a Resident Evil like two point five. Um, and Code Veronica was supposed to be the actual Resident Evil three, but they uh, Changed it. It kind of got changed. Resident Evil Three went to the one that it did go to, and Code Veronica's a spinoff, so it's actually backwards. But Resident Evil Two Remake's also a, a great game. It's a lot longer than Resident Evil Three Remake. <clears throat> but I don't like. I'm not like the idea of this, like Resident Evil Two. This beast monster just chasing you, go, go, next door everywhere you go, you know. And you're like, oh my gosh, he's gonna come in here. And it's just I mean I get an anxiety attack playing that game, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's so but the graphics are beautiful. Um the story they did a really good job on both of those remakes. They got four gonna be remade now. And I'm, that's gonna be fun too. So but we'll get into all that. If Co- oh, which by the way, we're supposed to do that with coach. Coach had kept having scheduling conflicts, so we're have to delay that one. That will if if he gets on, it's supposed to be next Wednesday we're recording that. And that'll be a fun one to do. That'll be the Resident Evil one. But we were supposed to do that one next. And I knew when I said it on the last podcast, like we have been burned many times before yep. saying that it's going to happen <laughs> and it doesn't happen. So I usually hold off. But they were taking a break from the Halloween, what do we call it? H and H and Halloween? Yeah, that's, <laughs> what, that's what I was...
2: That, so, like, so like Hollywood posts that and I didn't know that he was going to do it like that, which was kind of awesome because, you know, I I came up with the 12 Days of H and Kamis And so he, he calls it... H uh, and I thought it was H and Halloween, but when I read it again, I'm like, no, it's H and ColaWeen because it's spelled K O L L O. It's H and so it's H and ColaWeen.
0: That's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I just made it up on the spot. So yeah, I thought so, it was
2: good. And so I actually have some, some some just a touch of news. It's not like anything serious or anything, but it's about Clear actually picked up a new game. And actually put it in his mm. machine and actually turned it on and actually played it.
0: There That's you go. Shocking. What is going so on actually, here, man? So,
2: so I actually got Far Cry 6 um, uh, Friday or Saturday, and I put it in my Xbox Series X. I got it for the Series what, X. Because I wanted to try it on the Series X and not the PS5, and spun it up and played the first you know 15 or so minutes in it and, because it took, like, forever because it has, like, the the bad thing about the the with the Series X one is like when you buy the game, even though it's for like the Series X or the Xbox One, it has a patch just for the Series X on top of the day one patch. Uh, so it had multiple heavy oh, wow. gigs of download. So it took me a while to download it just so I could play it. But I got a chance to play it a little bit, and I'll tell you because this guys, this is my first time ever playing a Far Cry game. That game is going to be a lot of fun. Like I enjoyed it. The graphics are amazing, and it just it, it pulled me in. It's a game that's definitely has pulled me in, and, want, and I want to play more because it's an exploring game. And two, I found out some cool things that you know you can do with the game that hopefully one day we'll be able to talk about.
0: Awesome, man. Yeah, they are super addicting. i never played that one, Far Cry Six, but. I think Far Cry, Cry Three was my first one, and I've had the same experience you did in terms of just how cool the game actually is and how well it's laid out. Um, but yeah, I didn't know that. Th- I might have to get that one for the Xbox. Well, I mean, it just came out, I'm, I'm
2: a- it, yeah, it just came out on Friday, so it's a big yeah, you know, it, was, it, was a, it was a big release, and um, I got lucky and found one of the Ultimate Collection or one of the Ultimate Editions, the Steelbook collectors, because you know me, I like collecting things. Oh yeah, and I said. The only way I'm going to buy it right now is if I can get that. I don't care if it's more money, but if I can get that one brand new wrapped up copy here at GameStop, I'm going to get it and dude's like, hey, we got one more that's in the back wrapped up. Otherwise, I'd have to get the one that's off the shelf and it was already beat up. And so, uh, sure, yeah, dude, if it's still in the wrapper, let me get it. So,
0: Yeah, you need to lay out um, kind of all your collector's editions or somehow do some kind of a, let everybody know what you got because you've always bought the collector's editions of almost every game. <clears> I'd be the, interested to hear The biggest one I have Is the Destiny 2 Collector's Edition That
2: came with the Backpack and all of that Which is actually Pretty cool But it's still in the box I, you know, I took the game out But the everything else Is still in the box Oh it
0: is cool Well dude I gotta tell you If you've been a fan of this podcast For any time You know that we we're PlayStation guys You know Nintendo And weren't big Xbox fans But Xbox is the only Thing I could get a hold of And now I'm an Xbox fan so, I still don't, still hold the same true with Games Pass, like I've been saying. But that's, you know, whatever. I, the Xbox itself, I'm loving it, man. Um, so, it's, I was playing it, Red Dead Redemption on it.
2: It's a very two. slick console, and the fact that Microsoft is investing money in getting other, or buying other game-developing studios is a big, big hit for it. And two, I mean, I've got both the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, Series X. See, I'm doing the same thing as you now, trying to call no, it something no, else. for weird. And, and I'll tell you this, guys. Turning that Xbox Series X on, there's just something a little more special about it than the PS5. Don't get me wrong. The PS5's got a nice boot up, but I just don't have anything that's drawing me to the PS5. I mean, I got tons of games for it. it it's just there's no games that are specific for the PS5. I mean, same way for, for the Series X, but it, it's just nice. It just feels it feels more put together than what the PS5 is. And the PS4 had that same feel in the previous generation. So, I mean, back to one of Hollywood's points on a previous podcast, it seems like, you know, generation from generation, it's kind of a flip-flop on who really does the better on that whole user interface. And right now it looks like Microsoft has got it nailed down.
0: Yeah, I have to agree with that. They've always had a good one, if you ask me. Well, I went to three. I didn't do Xbox One. But 360, I love their interface, and I've loved this interface. It's better. Um, but and uh, Thunder, what you been playing, man?
1: So a little inspired by you guys. So going a little bit more retro. So <laughs> a lot of Castlevania games. Kind of kicked back with the there you uh, go. Castlevania Advance games, which is funny because I guess I just Did you released get the collection? that. Well, I have all the originals. So okay. you know, that on the advance as well as the DS, uh, Portrait of Ruins specifically is a, a lot of fun with that one. I mean, they they yeah. they kicked out like let me do my math real quick. They did three in a three in three years, and then I think they took one year break and then kicked out at like another two on the DS. They kind of Metroid yeah. it out. But I do believe that last one, Order Order of Excelsior, was like the last true Castlevania game if you look back on it. But what do you
0: mean the last those, true one? The tr- last true Metroidvania one.
1: Well, last true Castlevania game. If you think about, it. well, let me rephrase. Uh, no, no, 2D. no, no. They did. They did Lords of Shadow <coughs> on the on the PS3 Xbox. But what I'm saying is, there's been forever. I'm, I know that one of your guys' podcast was Bloodstained, which I'm a big fan of. But yeah. I mean, there hasn't been a true Castlevania game in what ten years? You know, not including the mobile game that they just came out with.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's right.
1: Just a lot of retro. Well, they had, they had
0: Lords of Shadows too. Um, which was a monstrosity of a yeah. game. Yeah, it was. Um, Just, yeah. Well, I hadn't got too deep into it. I'm going to because I'm planning on my Series X that i you know, I can hook that up. I, was, I went started Lord of Shadows again too because of the podcast, but I want to do, I started Lord of Shadows also because of the podcast, which is a great one. So I thought about doing Lords of Shadows too, eventually to, to try to give it another chance, but the load times are just, I mean, it, it this is so much fun. That's one of the reasons I like it. It's like playing a cart. Well
1: the oh, yeah. thing about the thing about that for you playing Lords of Shadow, let's go with Shadow One. I like Lords of Shadow. Shadows two was eh. But it's amazing though, uh the technology gaps have been lesser and lesser because, you know, put that on 4K, right. play Lords of Shadow original. And that game came out, what, eight years ago, ten years ago? Yeah, something. And and I mean it looks outstanding. Probably plays great as well.
0: Yeah, it plays great. They always have plays great. I mean the controls don't don't uh Controls don't die, right? There's, if you got good controls, that'll last. But, um, yeah, I mean, you can tell the difference, of course, but uh, it's fun. I mean, I'm enjoying it. So maybe I'll go back and finish it, but then I got um, re- started Resident Evil 3, and that hooked me, man. I mean, I, I don't even care about getting online. I came in here and played. I was old school man just playing a single-player game. It's crazy. Well, and it's got, funny you
1: bring up Resident Evil because I saw a video last night, actually, uh, and it was like every Resident Evil clone ever made and some of them I remembered some of them I forgot but I mean like some games that we haven't even brought up with horror theme like uh, let's go back to Anamusha on the PS2 1, 2, and 3 oh not. yeah I liked it Wow. or or I wouldn't say a Resident Evil clone per se well Parasite Eve first one really great game more RPG Yeah. Parasite Eve 2 kind of started taking that more action Resident Evil kind of take yeah. with the tank controls and stuff, but like some of the games they brought up in that video, it was ridiculously long, and I was just laughing. I was like, "Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, oh, I forgot about Dino that.
0: Crisis. Dino oh, Crisis. Yeah, yeah. wow. Gosh. Gotcha. <laughs> oh yeah, I love Parasite Eve. I got that too uh, somehow. Um, I owned it back in the day, and I just had, somehow somebody left a collection of CDs when I moved out of my apartment in Orlando, and it's in there, both discs. <clears throat> so much nice. sweet, man. So I'll get back in there and play that. It's it's fun. I love how they did a few things. Uh, the story is just so convoluted and scientific. It's hard to follow. Mitochondria and all this.
1: So it's just I like mean, Resident Evil then. D-
0: yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's I don't way to more it. convoluted. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's like this is a standalone game, right? So it's supposed to be whatever. But um, it was good. It's a good game. I didn't ever play part two, but... Um, but anyway, and I also got Red Dead Redemption Two and put it in the Xbox Series X, and knowing the, how slow it is now, I'll get on there every once in a while and just do a slow. Like if I want to be in the West and just take it easy, that's how you got to play that game, man, because it's, it's so slow, so slow. That's that's tough. It's just tough.
2: Well, now I feel, so. like I feel a feel left out with how y'all talking the whole retro thing. I do. I will say this, you know. I recorded a uh, gamer dad chronicles with uh, Rob from Robin Rob this weekend, and we talked about uh, some of the retro stuff there, and it got me all hyped up, especially after playing Friday the Thirteenth, which you can go check out our <laughs> podcast recent episode. And, great, um, great one. It was fun. It was a blast, and it's got me you know wanting to play my retro games again. So I got with Rob, and I've got me some. Uh, basically all the Nintendo ROMs. I'm fixing to start going through and play me some Nintendo games every once in a while, too.
0: Yeah, they're fun, man. It's fun when you find a good one again. Like, Friday the 13th, you remember being bad, like we kind of talked about. When you kind of played it, you're like, hey, it's kind of fun. I mean, it's just a little, you know, get on there and mess around. So there's a lot like that. But anyway, man, let's go ahead and knock out this list clear. I don't even have the list. You got the list pulled up? I got
2: the list. Let me pull it up here. I'm going to... Since our good old trusty Swinging Thunder doesn't have a picture up to so I can see him, I'm going to cover over his picture with the list. There you go. All right. So, guys, we left off with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time, which was number 16, which is a fantastic game. All Hard to beat. To st- I, yeah, yeah, and this is, this is where I lose faith <laughs> in our list is so we, we have lost faith in the list. We go from <laughs> we go from teenage we go from teenage mutant ninja turtles, Turtles and Time, fantastic, wonderful game, to number fifteen, Disney's Aladdin. Tell me uh, how Disney's Aladdin ranked above Turtles and Time.
1: Well number one, how did you not lose faith in the list when Shaq Fu come came in? What was <laughs> it, the top twenty five? In Mortal Kombat
0: one. I
2: yeah, was giving like, I was trying to give it a chance. I was trying to say, you know what they maybe had a mess up, you know, kind of like what we did talk about where, you know, oh, somebody's like saying, hey, Shaq food, I got to try to download this and check this out. You know, just from the whole, you know, downloads perspective, it probably got a lot of downloads just because it had Shaq's name in it. And I was like, OK, maybe maybe we can give it a buy by that. But so as soon you as read I saw the, uh...
0: Disney's Aladdin, I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Can you read the criteria again? In case this is their first yeah, podcast, Yeah, let, let, me they... pull,
2: let me go back up to the top of the list to give me a second. This is how right they found.
0: This is how they ranked them. So it's a little bit All unique, right. but it's not so, just somebody, one person's opinion. It's something else.
2: So this guy, this guy <laughs> named Derek at UpRock said, "To make this list, first I browse the NES, the SNES games listed on websites, Emu Paradise, Groovy, IGDB and how long to beat, all of which feature an average user rating for just about every SNES game ever released and indicate how many users rated the game. For all the North American releases that had had at least 100 cumulative ratings across all the sites, I entered them in a spreadsheet. For each game, I added the number of ratings from all of the sites whose what... I'm sorry. From all the sites, what those ratings were and calculated an average rating. So basically, it's a... Cumulative Science, of couple, you know, couple different sites <laughs> where this guy came up with a formulation, which is just averaging. And here you go; this is what gave us the list. And it's scary that actually, you know, at least a hundred people have rated Disney's Aladdin and rated well, it good. That's scary.
0: Well, Aladdin is good. It's a good game. Um, is it Super, bet, Super Nintendo and Genesis?
2: Is it Turtles and Time better?
0: So <clears throat> no, I wouldn't say it's Turtles in Time better but it's um it's a uh, it was good it got a, it, 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 everybody enjoyed playing it I mean it was kind of a shocker you know how they used to do all that you know DuckTales and, and Chippendale's Rescue Rangers and everything Well even the little mermaid is kind of a hidden gem that nobody's played and so but there those Capcom games were good and so uh I don't remember who made Aladdin I'm but assuming, it, I guess I'm assuming it's it, Capcom. But.
2: Is it number 15 best ever SNES game?
0: Um. Well, no, it no. shouldn't even be. Well, I'm no. just saying, but it is good. It is a good game. So it's, it's going to be top. What do you think? What do you think, Swing Thorn? I think well, it's a pretty good one.
1: I, I mean, it's a pretty good game. I think if you look at, and I don't remember who made it. I want to say Virgin was involved with this somehow. I don't know if that was like publishing or whatever. So I, I went back and played. Uh, in preparation for this podcast, I at least attempted games that I did not play much. I just I played Aladdin earlier today. It it's a great platformer. Now my question is, it is not distinguishable to me from any of the other Disney games. Play Lion King, play Aladdin, play Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, and you know any other yes. Disney property that had a game at that time. I they're all good. I mean they're all I would say above average. Games made, you know, for the audience that you're trying to hit. But I don't know I, I don't know why Aladdin, of all of them, hit so high. I, I'd have to go back and look at the list to see where Lion King landed. And then it almost makes me wonder, like, was Aladdin that much more popular of a cartoon than uh, Lion King? You know, hence why it's higher on this list or not. I don't know. I think know. it's
0: probably, we talked about nostalgia and we don't have to get into it. Again, but you know that was a good movie. It was a good when it came out. I knew a lot of people wanted to play it. I remember the first time I played it. I mean, I re, you know at a, at a friend's house, and um, <clears throat> thought, wow, this is this is kind of surprisingly fun. I, I kind of got addicted to it, and you kind of wanted it, right? So I mean, when it comes to emulators downloading it, I could see how people would get it. I mean, I, I honestly don't remember anything past the first stage, so it didn't make an impression. But it did make an impression of that memory of first time playing it every time I see the game I remember that
1: time I think this goes back to our previous podcast you know there's certain genres that that lead themselves really well to certain you know platforms so like that action adventure platformer does really well on the Super Nintendo and you go back but once again it's a good game it's memorable I agree with you there but you just take any of those licensed games back then, they were almost, uh, it's a cookie cutter recipe. And actually the most random game I can think of, you'll laugh at me about, is I think it was Robocop versus Terminator, which was not, uh, not a bad game. Uh, you know? Clearest
0: game. I love that Terminal game. Clear of that say. game. I, I got it right away, man. <laughs> it's fun. It's just it addictive, shooting and everything. There's little elements of things that just make it so fun. And that's kind of the, with, with Robocop versus Terminator, same way for Aladdin, the collecting the apples, the jumping, the the combat um, you kind of feel like you're floating through a city as you're running across, jumping on all the you know tarps and whatnot. Uh, it like you're playing a cartoon. I mean, really. So, so it is Capcom and Virgin, but
2: that that's what I was going to say is Cap, <clears throat> is a Virgin Inter- Virgin Interactive and Capcom were the publishers and developers. And two, yeah. when I think of this game, I don't ever think of the Super NES. I think of the Genesis because it was on a Genesis as well.
1: And I agree with you. Yeah. I think of the Genesis version, but like once again, it's a good game. Is it? That's why y'all don't 15? know any better. No, no, I don't think it's number fifteen in comparison to other games that are below it on this list. Of course but not. It's 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 a good just game.
2: Say, say if you tell me I don't know it any better, tell me why it's number fifteen on this list, other than I'm not I fifteen.
0: <laughs> arguing about it's better than the Sega version, and that's a common just because Sega didn't have the sound or whatever. But uh, they released it on the Switch capcom and the lion king combo pack and so um you know i didn't buy it but you know i don't remember the lion king game really but i
2: i had that one on a game on the game gear game gear and yeah, played I it on that. the game gear all the time i loved it on the game gear it was fun the only
1: thing i will say about yeah. lion king and i think you can go back and look is they made that game ridiculously hard for the audience oh, yeah. that they were trying to hit with that
2: it's insanely <laughs> hard like just crazy. Like, now it's probably easy for us, but back then, it was just it was stupid.
0: Aladdin, good game, but, you know, yeah, not Ninja Turtles and Time, good. Yeah. Um, not to, I don't even remember the other ones. I mean, Secret of Mana. Yeah. Come on, man. Final oh, Fantasy no, Two. no.
2: Heck, Mortal Kombat, the Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. That was number 17. And it just, I, we, we can go back all day long.
0: Yeah, so... so. It,
2: so, enough beating up Disney's Aladdin for being in the wrong spot at number 15. Uh, we're going to move on to number 14, which I think is a proper spot for this game. Donkey Kong C- Country 2, Diddy Kong's Quest.
0: Mm, that's a tough one, man. I mean, that's genuinely a tough one. It's good game. Because you can't talk about this one without immediately thinking of the first one, right? Yeah. And the first one's one, I've played both, but I... The first one is what I grew up with, and I love that game. I got a Mm -hmm. complete copy of it, Um, and that's super nostalgic for me. But most people in the Donkey Kong Country community will agree that two
1: is the best one. So I, I, don't know. I I will agree with that comment, and I, I know I mean I've seen the list already. Obviously, so obviously, Donkey Kong Country is higher up on this. I think you almost have to talk Why? about both them at the Why? same time. Why are
2: you spoiling my list?
1: <laughs> well, besides the besides the fact that the list has been on your Facebook page for like three months, sure, I'm spoiling it. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> so I, I would agree too. It's a better game, and like I said, I'm going to kind of combo both of these, and we can touch back on whatever when we get back to the other one. But what I remember about Donkey Kong Country One is the VHS tape that they sent out to promote oh that yes yes and you talk about getting love pumped that. and psyched I think me and Coastal watched that I mean, it's like, what, was it was like 12 minutes 15 minutes mm-hmm. like half of it's yeah. behind the scenes but you got to get oh, maybe so good. five minutes of like video gameplay and it's I like think the first YouTube video it's pretty don't, much don't, the first, they, first they YouTube video they sent out a
2: VHS to everybody's we house why do get more hype videos like that that's just I Aww. know
1: I was yeah, so excited. Yeah, seriously, even on YouTube.
0: Why don't they do that?
2: I mean, I that's an awesome hype. It was an awesome hype video.
1: What I remember is getting it in the mail, and it was the craziest thing because I think we did have Nintendo, Nintendo Power for like you know one year, so that was one of the things that we got with Nintendo Power. And we opened up that that tape VHS tape. I think it's like I said, fifteen minutes long. I swear to you, I think we played that thing at least three <laughs> times a day, dude. <laughs> a <totally laughs> a and I did too. You can find it on YouTube now. Oh, I'm sure you can. It's so like, yeah. what I remember about that game specifically is I bought my own Super Nintendo and I used to cut yards, like $10 a yard to save up money for a game system and whatever. And I remember, that's probably the first game I ever bought, quote unquote, on release day. Like I saved up and I was all upset because that was a $70 game when it dropped. Yeah. I don't know if you guys remember it was. that. It was. Because it, it was the, you know, uh, that and what was it, Star Fox? Like, you know, the extra you know mm-hmm. extra on the console or cartridge or whatever but uh so pumped now once again going back to the one we're supposed to be talking about uh two yeah i think two they just took one and they improved it but this goes back to that nostalgia factor we talked about last time is that one sticks out to me i don't care how great two or three are i just the time invested the nostalgia with the video just how excited i was about that and then for our younger viewers here i Everything gets spoiled by the internet now. You know about things 17 years before a game gets developed. You know, that that dropped out of nowhere. You didn't know anything about that. Like, hey, there's a random VHS tape in my mailbox.
0: Oh, my gosh. This is the
1: greatest thing ever. And, you know.
0: Yeah. And the way that they did it, they had the guy long hair, 90s guy. Dude, I mean, it was, and he was just this cool guy walking through, interviewing everybody at Rare. They showed some gameplay, and, you know, you were just like, this is unbelievable, just the graphics. You know, Sega had 32X out, Sega CD out. And then they drop this on Super Nintendo. It looks better than anything, right? And so, <clears throat> but yeah, the nostalgia for that one, just, you know, great. And I don't know, it's hard to explain. You're just happy to have that, you know, just to to have those but graphics in that game. You're like this gameplay is second, you know, whatever. This is a cool game. The gameplay, of course, was phenomenal. And then, you know, two. But everybody
2: remember, too, that video that we're talking about was Donkey Kong Country 1, not not, that's right.
1: that's not right. Donkey
2: Kong Country well, 2
1: well with Donkey then, Kong Country 2 you have to you have to tell me what the the date was it was released but and this is something we also touched on before but the graphics and i'm i'm not knocking it you know ps1 at that time's coming out i think around the time that donkey kong country 2 or 3 is coming out and they're having a hard time they're working their way 64 playstation 1 i mean 3d that's new for us that's cool it's very polygony you know it's just a lot of yeah, polygon it awesome. doesn't look clean and then you look at donkey December
2: kong December 95
1: Okay, but you, okay. Oh, so, in what the PlayStation Five dropped in, I mean, I know, PlayStation One dropped in what '95, right? Yeah. And so, what I'm saying is, you're looking at graphics on the PS1, and they're blocky and they're chunky. And then you're looking at the Super Nintendo pumping out Donkey Kong Country 2 with those graphics, and you're just kind of—I I know for me, it was kind of like, why am I going to get the new system? And I'm like, it looks better on the thing I still own than these games that they're trying to push on this new next-gen console at the time.
2: Yeah. So yes, that's what kind of kind of kind of kind a, a I guess a um, against that whole statement there is, you know, PlayStation one was pushing for the whole more three dimensional look graphics. It wasn't pushing for the 2D side scroller, although Donkey Kong Country gives you that effect of it not quite being 2D, but it's very much still a 2D side scroller. And so that's where for me, I was like, "It's yeah, it looks really good." And don't get me wrong, I loved Donkey Kong Country, loved, uh, enjoyed playing Donkey Kong Country too. But when you look at that comparison, you know, PlayStation One coming out that same time, I was like, "I want that new graphics because that's something that they're trying to push and do more than what they've done and what they're doing with Nintendo." Nintendo just gave me another side scroller.
0: Yeah, for me, Donkey Kong Country Two just flew under the radar. I don't know if it was because I had a PlayStation. I don't think I had a PlayStation. time. I got a PlayStation the same day I, bu- I bought Final Fantasy VII before I bought a PlayStation, and I had to um, had to uh, hit up a friend of ours to buy his PlayStation from him. And I said, "Hey, man, let me give you hundred bucks, Then I'll pay the rest later. Is that cool?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's fine." And uh, we did that. And um, but anyway. Uh, I was kind of make an assumption of why it kind of flew under the radar. Is it because I mean, maybe they just made such a big production with Donkey Kong Country One that they just assumed you know. I mean I remember seeing pictures of it and stuff but I was like wow big deal. And then I played two as an adult and you know it was fun but it's not doesn't grab me doesn't hook me in. Um, so I can't really comment more than that on it unfortunately. Yeah,
2: that's about all I can comment to. I played it, I had some fun, but it's not as memorable as Donkey Kong Country.
0: Agreed. All right, man, let's go to 13.
2: We're going to jump to number 13, and we're going to go with a Super Mario RPG 11... uh, eh, I can't even say that. Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. I love did not play game. this game. I did not play this game, so. Oh, love it. Y'all love discuss. It.
1: One of the best Super Nintendo games ever made, period. I, I think yes. it's too low for my personal list. Um, and honestly, in my opinion, probably the best Super Mario RPG game to date because it's the only one they worked with uh, Squaresoft with. And, yep. I mean, there's some beloved characters in that in this game. Uh, oh, my gosh. What is the puppet's name? Geno? I think it's Geno. Yeah, Geno. Geno with the yep. rocket arm. Um Yep. And actually, no. I, I think,
0: Gino was the the puppet. The cloud was the rocket arm, though.
1: was it? Now, am I getting it mixed the up? The cloud okay.
0: had the maybe not. I can't remember. The, no, cloud, the, no, the cloud had, had the, the thing that shoots the fist out.
1: I thought I thought Gino the was the that. blue
0: jester-looking thing. Yeah. Okay. He did have the rocket. Whatever. I don't remember either, man. But those are the two inner, new characters. The so cloud. The, the cloud that thought he was a frog.
1: The cloud that thought he was a frog. And uh, so Square, this is in their heyday. Super Nintendo, RPGs, it was perfect. And um, actually one of the five hardest bosses, according to SNES Drunk, is a hidden boss in Mario RPG. I think his name was Coolix or something like that. He was a hidden, like just like Final Fantasy always does with Emerald Weapon or you know whatever secret optional boss. But great story, yeah. got to play with Bowser as a teammate. I think that's the first time that ever happened yeah. in a Mario game uh well maybe mario kart i guess if you're not you're not competitors but i, I don't know there's so much i could say and i can't say anything it's just great game it played awesome it was just so many different things and, and going back to graphics like if you look at that game the graphics are beautiful like it's just a gorgeous yeah, it's it's like, like, like that
0: donkey Kong two, country graphics
1: yeah it's like two and a half d you know the way the yeah. you kind of go through it and it, it's great story. It's just it, it. was just so unique and new at that time. I don't. We had never seen anything like it. And I love the Mario RPG series. I've played a lot of them, uh, Paper Mario, etc. But this is still yeah. my favorite by far. Well,
0: um, I think you're right. So I'll go ahead and Gino did fire that rocket and it shoot out like it was his arm. So before everybody starts blasting me, um, I think you're right there. But uh, so let me cl- clarify that. So we talked about. Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, right? About Squaresoft America releasing a beginner RPG for the dumb Americans. Well, this is should have been the beginner RPG. This is a perfect, low RPG that's just easy for anybody to pick up and play. You don't have to get crazy. One thing I did like about it was when you level up, it lets you pick. Do you want SP, which is your magic, HP or attack power, power attack or something power. like that? Yep. Yeah, and so you could you can kind of feel like you're fine tuning your guy instead of just doing your default you know upgrades with level uh, statistics so you did have those but then you were able to pick and i didn't like that they all share star power or sp that's the only problem like if you got your party has 25 sp everybody shares it not every member has The same. I
1: I think it goes back to what you said, though. Like, it was a, this was what Mystic Quest should have been. This was a perfect RPG because if you didn't know what you were doing, it, it, I wouldn't say it held your hand, but it definitely guided you in the right direction. But if you were a hardcore RPG guy or girl, you could go find all kinds of hidden things, hidden items. Yeah. It's it's just fun. It was a blast.
0: It's on the uh, SNES Mini. Um, and this is one RPG. Every time I started, I say, "I'm going to finish it this time." I'm going to finish it this time, and I never have finished that game. I've gotten so far, and I always go, well, I've never gotten this far." Then i "Oh yeah, I remember that." So I've gotten so far into it, but I've never finished it. Um, wow! Well, so,
1: well, the yeah, one I don't other, know why. The one other thing I will I will joke about this one, you know, and we I think we're all big Final Fantasy fans as well. But like, you know, how there's always little inside jokes, like in Seven, where hmm. uh, Cloud finds Tifa's orthopedic underwear. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a hidden joke in this one as well with Peach's uh, undergarments yeah. that Mario can find yeah, in so. the castle. And uh also you can find a sleeping link in this game. There's a little hidden gem for you if you find that in the proper part in the game.
2: <laughs> oh that's cool. I do like I do like games that give you the kind of little hidden things. I mean we definitely talked about that in a Link to the Past cuz that was a lot of fun seeing all that randomness there, so
0: yeah, and it it also will allow you your attacks. You know, you can do more damage by timing your buttons properly so your attacks aren't just fire and forget. You have to same way for defense. You know, you have to be interactive throughout the whole battle to, to maximize your to min-max your characters. Dodge so, I'd like that aspect block. of it. Yeah, it was awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, great game. Should be higher.
2: Should be a lot higher just from the sound of y'all talking about it anyway. All right, so let's move on from 13 to number 12, which this is might be a little bit of a shocker as well, Final Fantasy VI. Ugh, this hurts my soul. Yeah, that kind of hurts a little bit there because that's... Uh, that's, that's one of the quintessential Super Nintendo games that I know Hollywood and I both grew up on playing all the time. I had so much fun with it. I mean, even so much fun that I gave away his copy, which I don't remember, but (laughs) I'm
0: I'm, I'm, giving. I think Swinging Thunder is the one you gave it to, too. That I just, was
2: that you telling me that? Shh. I just don't. I just don't remember that. Like, don't that's take the, it with it might, you to
1: Texas,
0: man.
2: It might be something I blocked out of my memory or something. So. No, I
1: did. I think I had your copy. I didn't steal it. I gave it back. But I did. That was the first RPG I really remember playing, and uh, it, it, it's a way. I, I, I let me backtrack here. I think every Final Fantasy fan, their first Final Fantasy is their favorite Final Fantasy because that's the one that got them hooked. For me, no, it was not this. Me. Not you? No, not, no, I'm, man, I'm a, not me no. either. Because. Oh, well,
2: Hollywood's first fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy 2 because he got it in his Easter yeah. basket one year because I was jealous that he got, it, <laughs> got a video game for an Easter <laughs> present and I didn't that I got just nothing but candy that I don't eat because I don't eat chocolate. That used to come up like on every podcast for oh, a yeah. while. Yeah,
1: you sound like you've really gotten over that. Was yours Mystic Quest there clear? Was that your first no, Final uh, Fantasy? No,
2: no my, first, my first, well, Mystic Quest, yes, was my first owned Final Fantasy and I actually love Mystic Quest. Yeah, that's I, why
1: you I, love it. That's why I, I you love really, it because none of us I, else do.
2: Well, I, I I love it. You know, it's just something fun, but it's not my favorite, you know, and final fantasy two is not my favorite. Cause that was my first experience with final fantasy because of, of Hollywood, you know, I would look deeper into some of the other ones, you know, Seven is amazing. It's an amazing story. I mean, you you can't that that story's just so great, so deep, you know. And then ten. I mean, I spent countless hours on ten, doing the uh, sphere grid and everything like that. I've played that game multiple times. And then looking at um what fifteen, that was the most recent one. I think and yeah. I played that and really enjoyed it, you know. And I just realized too that on um, the Xbox Series X Games Pass, I can go back and play some of the ones that I missed, like Final Fantasy twelve, Final Fantasy uh, is it twelve? The Zodiac Age.
0: Yep, yeah, uh, that, the Zodiac that, Age. That,
2: That's on there, and then thirteen as well because I did not play either one of those. Nine's so, on
0: there too, I think. right? I
2: think so. I think I think nine as well. I didn't like nine. That's just it just wasn't my thing. But you know, I didn't like
1: uh, eight. I liked so, nine. I didn't like eight.
2: I, oh my gosh! I cannot tell you how many hours I spent on eight. I loved eight. Trying to get the Ragnarok and everything—that was so much fun. I mean, just had blast playing that. So well, it's this just, one
1: specifically—I mean, I, it was my first Final Fantasy, and it was my first RPG. And I mean, I know you guys have done an entire podcast or podcast on this one. I think everybody knows the love that you two specifically. But I'll throw my hat in there. This is—I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's—it's one it's A, one B with seven and ten. And what I loved about this, and it threw me off playing other RPGs after the fact, was it was weird having an, a, a cast of characters instead of just having one protagonist or one primary character. And I, I, it's just the story's incredible. Uh, the gameplay's awesome. I mean, like like I said, this was my first RPG I ever played, and I absolutely loved it.
0: So I gotta say this. So the first RPG, Final Fantasy Two, for me, was over at, Jonathan Drayton's, and he goes, "Hey, come here. Let me show you this." He turned it on, and you see those red wings, doo-doo-doo-doo, flying Such over the ocean. Such a great You're opening! Like, what is this? This is unbelievable. I mean, I remember at a birthday party, he had he, he showed it to everybody, and he had to go. Somebody came to the door. and he said, "Hey, you know, Marcus, show him." So I was like, "Oh man, I got control. This is awesome." So I started playing it. And that's when I wanted it, and I played it through. And I love the adventure of it. I love the de- character development of it. I love the story, right? And it is rather linear. And then, so right away, I got to get Final Fantasy three. And then Final Fantasy three comes out. And I'm getting... Ch- I do. I, you can't see. I literally got chills just by saying, then Final Fantasy three comes out as I'm reliving this. Uh, and, dude, it just... The story was super sick with Terra and the Espers. And then you got all these cast of characters that all have their unique personalities. And you get to... Go through this entire game, General Leo and Kefka. And I mean, man, these are phenomenal stories.
1: Well, science S- story always sticks out to me, too. You know, like how Who's? you introduce S- science, yeah. And then going back to <clears> what <throat> you were just saying, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like when you're talking about seeing two for the first time in the intro, I feel that way about three, you know, when you see 2 right. oh, yeah. with oh, the mix. Oh, gosh. That's great, snow. too. In the
0: And they're walking through the snow in those two mech suits, three mech suits. Oh, man. It's something
2: about the Final Fantasy 2 and 3. I'm going to call it 2 and 3 because that's what we know it as. It's something about those openings on those two that are just amazing for the game it was. And the fact that when you go back and play it now, it's still just as great as the first day that we played it. At both games final fantasy 3 especially because i mean that's what we're talking about here but i mean it's just one of those games that's just like it's breathtaking you've got depth to it more depth than you did in final fantasy II, which was a great game but you're looking at so much more depth you've got multiple characters now you're playing with multiple characters you're growing the multiple characters i mean yeah you did that in final fantasy II, but not to the depth that you did in final fantasy 3
0: yeah, and you and you play through this entire world, the Esper system, to where you have a percentage of whatever magic points is how fast you learn a particular spell, and then you can hand off that Esper. Um, the Espers themselves, when they were equipped with them, did you know a special talent, which nobody rarely ever used. Certain ones you might for healing and whatnot, but um, but then you finish this entire story, and then there's a an old world, or the world gets destroyed, and then you got an entirely new, even more adventurous. And that's <laughs> part that's, of the game.
1: I just want to bring up that point. That's an outstanding point. I think that's what I loved about playing this game for the first time is, you know, growing up for us, things have changed a lot in society and the way movies and games are done. But, you know, typically at the end of the day, the good guys win. And it was so weird for me to play that game and get to that point you're talking about. And we lost. We didn't win. You know, the world goes into ruin. And now how do we recover from it? And I remember as like a teenager, like what? We didn't win. The good guys yeah. didn't win. What the heck's going on here? Yep.
0: Yeah. And everybody's down. they got a character that's kind of running around. And when I first finished Celeste, right, when you first start, you're like, I didn't really play with Celeste. So now she's underpowered, whatever. And then you go find Saban. And so when I first finished the underworld, you know, when you, f- or when you finish the game, it kind of goes through every character's little story or whatever a little scene with each character well if you didn't get that character it'll kind of show a little black and white thing or a little thing pops up and just fades back out like they died sorry they died right as far as you know and then i went back and they had a strategy guide you know two inches thick one time that i bought and um and looked at all the stuff i missed i'm like what all these characters are still alive you got to go find them well that's a story in and of itself and trying to find them and get them all back together And, and dude and there's like Two other characters you can find, Amaru so and go You left Go-Go. Shadow, didn't you?
1: You left Shadow on the continent, didn't no, you? No,
0: yeah, I did the first time. I sure did. Yeah, for I did sure. it too as well. Man, we got to go, dude. Like three <sighs> seconds left, man. You can't be sitting there waiting for Shadow. Quit asking me. You know, game? Come on. <laughs> you know, you had no game mechanics. It's asking you for a reason, you know, and it waits till like five seconds and he jumps down. But uh, yeah, if you left Shadow, you're, who do you get for, uh, if you go there and try to... You, you That imperial knife or whatever to the auction house Or the What was it called? The uh, Coliseum or whatever the Coliseum, that's what it that's was That's how you get them, yeah It would be like a question mark, question mark, question mark For what you win back But um But he wouldn't be there So Anyway It was uh, There's so many secrets and stuff And glitches and whatever You can talk about this whole game We did a little three part series uh, About the story But um, maybe we'll go in there and break down clear just more about the actual game itself, the developers, Man, some funny I'm glitches, so and whatever. I'm so down, so down for that. I'd love to play through it again too. So, but a great game. That should that should be top five without a doubt. Agreed. For as far as just great games.
2: So we can probably talk through this one pretty quick because we have discussed this one before on a list. Good old number eleven is Super Mario Kart.
0: Yep. I think all Mario Kart.
2: I mean, I mean, (laughs) basically, basically, (laughs) the main reason why it's up here is just because of it's a start of an era. You know, it started the Mario Kart series games. There's nothing special to the game. It was a lot of fun back then. We've said it before. Replayability, it, it, it's almost not there. So it's just one of those things that you know, it's good to have have a bunch of people. What you we need talk- to have a little
0: competition or, t- or tournament or people that have played it before to really sit down and enjoy it. If you've never played it and thought you're going to come down and have a fun, exciting racing game, eh, you might be finding better ones. But, uh, you know, it definitely didn't age well, but at the time it was super fun. I went, we back, see like it.
1: I went back and played it and I went back and played rock and roll uh, racing because I had a hot take on the last podcast. And I 120% stick with what I said. Rock and roll racing objectively way better game than Mario Kart.
0: Yeah. And so we don't need to we're not we're not belittling Mario Kart if you hadn't heard of the other we talked in depth about it a little bit more on the other podcast so but uh if you really want to know that just kind of check it out but yeah I mean it's like we, all the stuff we've said great game battle racing kind of never saw that you know we have with our even RC program but not to this level and Mario characters and red shells track you green shells don't. Stars and lightning, kind of cool, with little shortcuts in the track. But, you know, once you've kind of done it a couple of times, it's hard to, mm-hmm. you know. Anyway. All right. What's the so, next one, man?
2: As <clears throat> I was going to say, we'll make a quick jump of that. The next one is
0: Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Oh, man. It's uh, my personal opinion. I, I, You know, I bought it. I wanted to play it. It is a classic for the Super Nintendo most people can't get over Mario's cry when he falls off Yoshi. Um, I'm kinda one of those. They don't really annoy me, but it's just kinda like, another I gotta go get this dude now. He's floating around in a bubble. And, you know, it's really put well put together. It has a little bit of like the different kind of graphics at the time, like it's drawn or something drawn and colored. But I never finished it. Uh, you know, it wouldn't didn't hook me like Super Mario World One. Um, but uh it's still a good platformer. I mean, so Probably deserves
2: so, in the top twenty. It probably top twenty, not top ten. So the good thing about this is now that we're in the top ten, we actually get some statistics here. The average no. rating on this, out of the um, out of his compilation of the sites that he used, was eighty eight point three eight out of a hundred. That scored it a nineteenth, and its total ratings was four thousand seven hundred twelve, which put it as as tenth. So how in the world did it end up still sitting here at ten? It said that its final score is 64.39, which I don't know how you got that out of all those statistics you just gave us. How did it still up end up here at 10 with that? But, you yeah. know. 19 is a better spot for it. I, I, yes, I agreed. can see that.
1: And I mean, the same, I I've, I've attempted it multiple times because it is a classic. It just doesn't catch my attention. It just really doesn't. Yeah. It's not a bad game. That's just a personal opinion on it. That's it. All
2: right. Yeah. Well, since we all just, don't have a good taste for number 10. We'll move on to number 9, which we might have the same thing here as well. It's Top Gear
0: 2. <laughs> there it is. I knew and, it was up there somewhere. And
2: and let me give you, and I'll just, since we've got the, the stats on it, its final score was a 68.8. Average rating was a 96.77 out of 100. It was first ratings in it's in this whole thing and its total ratings was four thousand six hundred and twenty nine which put it at 11th for that i can kind of see it having ninth because of that that's kind of you split the difference a little bit there and you push it to ninth so
1: okay so so like i need to play
0: this game no
1: i did and i was (laughs) not impressed and Uh, any top gear any top two gear and top gear two fans out there i'm sorry it's not a bad game i would say it is the most average, average racing game I've ever played on the Super Nintendo. I tried it out Dang. about four hours ago. Graphics aren't great. I and mean, There's a Top Gear, Top Gear 2, and there's a Top Gear 3000 on the Super yep. Nintendo. And uh, you know, other than just minor improvements throughout the years, I, I really don't understand why this is so high. I'm not a racing fan, so let's just look at me at the average video gamer who likes to play racing games at times. And going back to what we just talked about with Mario Kart, Mario Kart's up there for you know nostalgia reasons and its place in history and all that. I'd rather play Mario Kart than Top Gear. I saw nothing. It, it's not a bad game. It's not a great game. It so is you, about as average you as it can be. You,
0: you can't uh, customize your cars slightly, or anything. I figured slightly,
1: but you're just, it's really upgrades. It's not even like, oh, you want this motor for this. It's like you want the $30,000, 50000 or $100,000 motor. Okay, cool. Yep. You go faster. You want the cheap wheels, medium price wheels. What, from what I saw, I did not play the game for hours on end, but the little bit I played, the little bit I was checking it out... I, I just don't understand how it's what is it number nine on this list? No idea it, how that it, happened. it's
2: number nine. It, it's number nine, and you know they the, the guy says you know the, has a relatively large fan base who feel passionately about it. I'm sorry, guys, I'm gonna have to isolate that fan base because this is just not it, it's just not there. F Zero is more fun. This game
1: agreed.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and that's know, the other maybe thing. There's something we're missing.
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe don't know. Uh, maybe a racing fan can uh, because so here's the thing. You know, and how many frames per second the game is and how fast it feels are two different things. So it's not like even it feels fast. Like, you know, Rock and Roll Racing, F-Zero, they feel fast. Mario Kart, not so much. But I'm just saying there was nothing in this that I was just like, oh, that's a really cute, you know, unique thing about this game that makes do, it stick out. Nothing. Do,
2: you re- do you remember the arcade game OutRun? Loved OutRun. This is OutRun with, like, some minor changes because it looks like that. It looks very similar to that. Yeah. And I'm sorry, you don't take the classic away. So.
0: All right. Well, cool. What's next?
2: All right. Number eight. This one should make us a little bit happier and uh, make us a little less of the uh, cranky game reviewers right now. And it's <laughs> number eight Super Metroid. Oh. Its final score was a 72.72. Average rating was ninety point zero four out of a hundred, which put it at tenth place, and its total ratings was seven thousand one hundred and eighteen, and that put that at eighth place. Mm. This,
0: this game makes, is
1: this makes no sense to me on the ratings here. Just yeah, I don't quick. understand the ratings. Oh no,
2: the, the whole av- the the ratings I have no. It's like why give us these statistics when well, they don't make sense and they don't add up to what you're saying.
1: Well, like, so I love ROM hacks. You guys, we've talked about this before. So, you know, fan-made ROM hacks, whatever. If you look this stuff up, the most hacked game, you know, modified, whatever term you want to use, in Super Nintendo is Mario World by a long shot. Number two is Metroid. So I just don't understand how this is rated so low. A, because it's a great game. B, download-wise. C, ratings. Like, you have people who just download this so they can patch it with the mods, so I just don't understand how Metroid is number eight based off the criteria that they're giving us. Yeah,
0: dude, this game is phenomenal, man. And I wasn't a Metroid 1 fan. I, I owned it, and I just couldn't really understand it just based on my ignorance of video games. Back at the time, everybody's ignorance at the time. We didn't understand. Which, by the way, I know where the word, you know where they got Metroid from?
1: I think uh, I, it's, it's does not it mean like Ultimate Warrior in one of the languages for something?
0: no. They made a game. um, It's really cool. There's all kind of things you can watch on YouTube, man, about how they came up with the whole game idea and all the limitations. The ball, the ball up in a ball is actually a limitation, system limitation, because they had to figure out a way to get through certain, just to save graphics or whatever, save memory, so they put them in a ball. (laughs) And so it turned out to be like a a classic thing, right? But uh, Metroid, the whole thing was a bunch of like Metro tunnels, subway tunnels, Metro tunnels. And she's an android, so they said oh, Metroid. That's awesome. Um, that yeah, interesting. so it's like, yeah, so it's like, called it Metroid, and then they, at the end, they're like, you want to make it a girl? Like, yeah, sure, it'd be awesome. So it'd be a surprise to everybody. So they did that. There's a whole bunch of things about it, but anyway, I wasn't a super big fan of that one. Um, and then Super Metroid came out, and I played it as a kid, you know, for thirty minutes, an hour. And it's like, eh, you know, whatever. And then I played it as an adult. I went and bought it because I was just collecting again. I said, well, I'll try it. Oh, man, I could not turn that game off for three days before I finally finished that game. And it, that's it's, it's the perfect oh, Metroidvania.
2: It is such a wonderful game. It's tough, but it's not too tough that you can't beat it. And it's got lots of fun stuff for you to explore. It's such a great game.
1: Uh, so Oh Yeah, it's I echo both of your sentiments. And I mean, the fact that you have a whole genre of games called Metroidvania... Is because they're still yeah, trying to reach the standard that. that this game set out. It's insane.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. And oh man, it is a great game. If you haven't played it and you like that kind of Metroidvania, dude, you gotta You won't turn it off. Controls are phenomenal. The graphics are great for a Super Nintendo, and when you go back, it's, it's just like you're playing. There's so many Metroidvanias out that you now that you buy at the you know twenty bucks on these PlayStation stores or whatever, they're trying to mimic these graphics.
2: The indie so, games are left and right yeah. in metrovania there's tons of them you got oh, Hollow yeah. Knight is one of them that I've played that's a lot of fun
0: Axiom
1: Verge you have um, Time Spinners uh, one that's pretty pretty cool yeah, there's a lot of them
0: what was the so one many that of had undead? Oh, that was so good too there's another one it wasn't Axiom Verge there's another one where you're like an undead it's called Mummy or Remastered or something. It's not even it's no, just ridiculous. It's, it's, it's Mummy Remastered. It's or Mummy something.
1: Remastered. It's off the Mummy movie with like uh, Tom Cruise in it. Yeah, and it's it's, oh, playing, it's, good, it's one of the soldiers. Dude.
0: Yep. And so anyway, yeah, there's a bunch of those. So great game. Check it out if you have not. Should be in a top ten for sure. So all all right. Right, it's just so many great games.
2: Oh yeah. So we're gonna move on to number seven, which is one that we definitely have all three been on a podcast discussing Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past. Its final nice. score was a seventy-five point eighty-six. Average rating was a ninety point eighty-five out of a hundred, which made it sixth. Total ratings was eight thousand one hundred twenty-five, which made that seventh in that category.
0: So, so what? This is the number seven right now. Number seven. six. Number seven. Oh man, that seems a little low. It does seem Um, a little low,
2: but I mean, uh, uh, and he points out, you know, the first one of the main things he points out is all the Easter eggs and everything. And of course, he points out the Chris Houlihan room. So, I mean, you've got a lot of fun secrets in this, a lot of fun, different things like that. You do have the two different
0: worlds, which is a, you know, a fun thing, but you know, Dude, this game was, again, another phenomenal game when it came out, and that's, then it's a great game now. Um, yeah, that's, you know, we talked about this one in depth in two different podcasts, so we won't beat it again, but, um, yeah, dude, it's... Uh,
2: the, the rain, that's the only thing I'll yeah, say, is
0: tough, the, the rain. When you hear the rain, yeah,
2: great, for, for... Great a, sounds and controls. A 16-pit game, and you hear the rain, you feel like you're there, it's just, it, it puts you in the place of being in the game.
1: Yeah, Zelda games yeah. are alright. I, I could see it rated 7. And I'm being sarcastic for anybody who's listened, obviously. I've, I'm a huge Zelda fan. This is this would be my number one or number two, personally. Yeah.
2: If you've listened to any of our podcasts with Swinging Thunder about any of the Zelda, you know that he is the Zelda lore master and has delved way too deep in Zelda lore.
1: Agreed. <laughs> yeah.
2: Alright, cool. What's 6, man? Alright, 6 is the game that we've already discussed, Donkey Kong Country. Its final score yeah. was a 75.86, average rating 88.31 out of 100, which makes it 22nd, and a total ratings of six hundred and twenty uh, two, which make it 4th. So that's why I don't understand why it's rated that high, but it is a great game. Like we said before, the hype video, whatever else y'all want to say on that one.
0: Yeah, it's... Uh... I think it's a lot of nostalgia. The bosses are super easy if I got to say something bad about it. The it's so ironic that the game itself is pretty hard and then the bosses are like nothing. That's I mean, a, that's, you can figure the boss
1: pattern. That's a great point. I was going to say uh, you bring that up and I'm laughing cuz yeah, getting the King K rule was not hard to get to him and to beat him, but like um, I shouldn't say not getting to him it was hard because all I can think about when I first thing I think about when I think about this game is the Minecraft stages. Or the mine cart stages. Is oh what yeah, I, mine cart. Yeah, super difficult. And then the there dark, they were fun. And the ones in the dark where you had to like hit the lights and the stop yeah. and go and like, <laughs> yeah. The um
2: yeah. the the mine cart stages remind me of the um battletoads cart stage. The difficulty Don't of the, ride the f- yeah, thing and when that's, you're riding the thing and trying to do all the jumps on the battletoads, that's kind of what it reminds me of. Is when I'm I, playing the Donkey Kong Country carts.
1: Well, you bring up Battletoads. To this day, I still can't beat that with like a game GD. I cannot. I cannot beat that stupid it's Battletoads hard. stage. But the minecarts were difficult in this, though. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we. Yeah, that's a a lot of nostalgia for that one. I think. Uh, you know. So that's going to pull it up a lot. It'd be interesting to see an, a, a genuine. Hey, we're going to two hundred thousand volunteers. Everybody play all these games and then put rank them. And see what they think. No nostalgia.
1: It wouldn't be know. on. The, it wouldn't be like this list looks. I can tell you that. Nah. <laughs> no,
0: no. <laughs> so, all right. What do we got for five? All yeah.
1: right. So
2: for five, we have Super Mario All Stars. It final this is score. A, this is cheater. <laughs> I, <cheated in> <laughs> I know this is cheating because it's so many games in one. Yes. So you have um, the final score of seventy-seven point twenty-six. Average rating of eighty-eight point thirty-six out of hundred, which put it at twentieth in that. In that category, and then total ratings nine thousand one hundred eighty-seven, which put it third in that category. I mean, yeah, it was nice for the nostalgia factor, but I mean, that's really all it was. You got to that's play it. all the games. I mean, you did get the what? The I mean, one extra like level, yeah, the one extra with the hidden levels or whatever.
1: Well, here is a question: is is would Mario All Stars be the very first remaster of a video game?
2: Potentially.
0: Um. I, th- I can't think of another one offhand for sure.
1: It's I mean, that's be the first one, one of that has th- like prettied up the graphics and all that. You're going from a Nintendo to a Super Nintendo. I'm just, I'm sure you've had ports, but what I'm saying is that that just random thought that came to me, that might be the very first remaster of a video game we've ever seen.
0: It really might be. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably going to be a gray area with Castlevania 4 because they wanted to redo the make the Super Castlevania Good 4 point. just a remastered version of, they did the first level similar. But um, I don't. that's not a tree remaster. That's a whole different game. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think Super Mario All-Stars is probably the, the first one, man. That's crazy. But it was awesome seeing it in 16-bit. You're like, dude, this is awesome. Look at these extra trees back there. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. Well, I mean, it did look cool. The,
1: the only two but, things I tie into remembering this game is number one is uh, when Claire was bringing up <clears throat> that extra game. Uh, the the Lost Levels, I think is what it was called. And the very first time I hit a mushroom, I hit a poison mushroom and died. And I was like, what just happened? It took me a minute, you know, to get used to it. And then, you know, everything has a little nostalgia for us. So all I remember with this one is um, I saved up money by cutting yards to get a Super Nintendo. And I actually got this one for free. It was a mail-in rebate offer. Like, you know, you get the console, send this back to Nintendo, and you get the free game. So I got this game in the mail as part of my console package. I thought... And I, so it had a special place in my heart for that, just being able to play the old ones. Yeah.
2: Now, correct really me if f- I'm wrong. In the lost levels, basically, what Super Mario Brothers 2 was supposed to be for us, because in yes. our Super Mario Brothers 2 in America, not Super Mario Brothers 2.
1: So this is my understanding of the story, and once again, I mean, if somebody please, you know, check for accuracy here. So. Yes, that was supposed to be Super Mario Brothers 2 but goes back to the Final Fantasy Mystic Quest thing. Us Americans are not good enough gamers to handle a difficult game like that. And so what they did with Mario Brothers 2 is it was a game called like Toki Toki or something like that and yep. they basically just did a skin change. that's all they did and they sent it to, to America for us to play it.
0: <clears throat> well I will say this so how it worked is um, they so all the, the kids in Japan were getting really good at Mario so they made a harder one for them mario brothers 2 which was the lost levels for us and he sent it to um i believe it was howard phillips to play he was their guy to play all the games and when he first plucked so he had to play the games first and then say yeah this is not going to work in america or this he was like the guy that made the game come into the into uh the u.s or not um and so he played it in the first he did the exact same thing you did he got the poison mushroom and it killed him and he's like why would why would that be fun you know, this is, looks like a power-up, but it's not. And You know, they hit those hidden blocks, too, all the time when you try to jump over something. Bing! Hit it and fall into the... They, they love that in, in Japan, but they didn't like it here. He said, no, that's not good. So the same team that developed the Mario worked on Doki Doki Panic to try to do a Mario that goes up and down, not just across. So that's, 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 instead of a scroll, it goes up and down as well. So it was, And they made them change it. Hey, that's too Mario. That's too Mario. You need to change it, right? So it was the perfect game once they said no to, to Lost Levels or Super Mario, Real Super Mario 2 to say, hey, reskin it, send it over and that's exactly what they did. But it wasn't just like a random game. Uh, uh, it, you know, it was supposed to be like Mario um, before they knew that they were going to do the re- do that, to send it over. So, it's the same kind of, there's a lot of developers that were on, the regular Mario Brothers were on this game too. So, it's not just a totally different developer or anything, it's just Nintendo and the whole thing. So, uh that's how it kind of feels Mario-ish and all this kind of stuff. You don't squash enemies, but you pick them up. Papa, Mama. I uh, was one character. Papa, Mama. and Birdo. Some kids. Well, no, I'm talking about the... You oh. can pick Mario, Luigi. Papa was actually Toad. Toad. Really he was really strong, yeah. but couldn't jump. Mama was, I think, Princess. I can't remember all the characters, but they're best off, based off a cartoon, I think, over there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's how that happened. So it had the lost levels and it was super hard. I didn't. They were right. I didn't want to play it. Probably would have killed Nintendo. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't play the super. I didn't like lost levels when I mean, it gets to the. I've tried to finish through it and get to where the wind's blowing. And I got to sit there and wait to time it right to jump. I'm like, man, no, I'm going like, like stage.
1: Well, you bring three. up Howard Phillips and I totally forgot about that. Help me out, but wasn't I mean Nintendo Power used to have like comics in their in their magazine yeah, and it wasn't Howard, Howard, and Howard, Howard a character? He was a character, wasn't he?
0: Yeah, it was Howard and Howard, and that was him. Okay. That was based off of him. That makes a lot of sense He, he wore a bow tie. He was just a yep. kid, like a big kid, and that's what they saw in him. A real, um, the real president of of America, Nintendo America, was Arakawa. He's a Japanese guy that went back to the head guy, in, you know, in Japan to make sure that uh, whatever they were doing was kosher and so on and so forth. And Howard Lincoln was the lawyer that... Um, I can't remember why they got Howard, but um, how he kind jumped of on, jumped on board. But once he did, he stayed on. And they got sued by, I think, Atari or somebody. And I can't remember now. I'm kind of making stuff up because I can't remember. They got sued by somebody, and they came out swinging and won the court case. And now they're like, oh, it's on now. We're, we're a real company. We're a big company. And the pa- practices that they did to get back uh, on top were necessary. And that's the only way. Like for instance, you could only make uh, if you have if you were a developer for for Nintendo, they got to pick the games like, or you could pick they had the Nintendo seal of quality because they knew that the Atari, all this trash that everybody threw out to try to make money killed it. So if you were Konami, you could only make five games a year. So there's things, so they, you're going to give your best five games right every time. But what they tried to do was do these the. Subsidiary con- uh, companies like Ultra is actually Konami. Ultra made Ninja Turtles one on Nintendo. That's actually Konami. It's just they they just called it something else so they could put out more games. But anyway, that they had a monopoly on that. It was probably illegal practices nowadays, and I think some of their practices did get deemed illegal later, and they couldn't do them, but they'd already. They'd already done what they came to do. It's really genius.
1: Well, you bring up That's a complete, the whole podcast remember? Song. You remember the Nintendo cartridges? What was it? Tengen? Or I think? You know, like the yeah, cards Tingen. were black or they were shaped differently. And they did not yep. have the Nintendo <clears throat> seal of approval. I remember nope, some of those right. weird games.
0: They had the Tengen seal of approval. They, uh, Now, what they did was sue. This is real shady. They sued Nintendo um, over something saying that they had uh, Tengen had. Um,
1: It was a patent, wasn't it? It There's something about the patent so they could see how things were? Yeah, some kind of
0: patent. Yeah, and they got the patent and found the lockout chip mechanic and how it worked. And they were able to bypass it because they sued and had to get rights to those patents because legally they had to to, to, for their case. And the judge still kind of went against them because they realized even though it was legal, it wasn't really in the spirit of the law. So, um, but they still got some of their games out, right? So, uh but yeah, Tengen's seal of approval. <laughs> you don't get Nintendos, but they work. Pac-Man well, they, they and Pac-Man Man came out, Tetris, RBI Baseball. Gauntlet was one of them, so, wasn't
1: it, I think? I remember Gauntlet, yeah,
0: yeah, Gauntlet. So, But anyway, that's so where were we? What were we talking about now? Mario All-Stars. <laughs> lost we were talking levels. about Mario,
2: Mario All-Stars, and we went into <laughs> a deep rabbit hole. I love right. it though. Good so, it's good information. So we're crawling back out of the rabbit hole and now we're going to get to number 4 on this list. Now remember this is a list of 100 and we're at number 4, Mega Man X. Final score mm. is a 77.55. Average rating is a 92.78 out of 100 which puts it third in that category. Total ratings is 8406 but it six in that puts it sixth in that category. I'm. I have i do not know. I'm. I'm hurt. I'm hurt a little bit on that because I mean, Mega Man X just that was it was so sick. I mean, I remember you know, we've we've talked about it several times on the podcast. The whole yeah, you know, front cover of the K- game was the whole reason why I bought it. You know, not not because of a Mega Man, but just because of it being water. That you know, it was he was fighting an <laughs> octopus
0: in the water. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, so I mean, revamp of the whole Mega Man, super great game. Number four of all, I don't know. I love the game. I think it's one of my favorite games. I think it needs to be the top 10, uh, maybe 15, just because I'm thinking about all these RPGs. And RPGs are going to take the cake. Is that fair? You know, I don't because I'm an RPG fan, you know. But it's um, my personal list. Everybody's going to have a different list.
2: It's going to be top so, five for me uh, always. Yeah. I mean, just it's just unfortunately nostalgia rules out but also too it's still an awesome game
1: well i I, yeah. I would give it top 20 for my personal thing i mean i i can respect it it's a it's a good game it wasn't i mean i like it it's not my oh my gosh it's one of my favorites of all time and i and sometimes it's weird about ranking these things i'm with you uh with both of you i think R- rpgs are my thing so typically because you get so much value of them but like like I said, I don't hate Mega Man X. I'd rather play NBA Jam than Mega Man X. You know, so my personal preferences. But I can give Mega Man X the nod over an NBA Jam. But top ten, top fifteen sounds more right than top like four, personally.
0: Yeah, it seems high, but just because you're off the top of my head, I can think of like Corona Trigger, Final Fantasy II, Final Fantasy III, um, Legend of Zelda. That's four right off the top of my head that could Super Metroid. I mean, these games are. Are super good too, but I mean, don't get me wrong. If you look at the which ones should, do I go back and play the most, <laughs> you, I got to admit, like Mega Man X, I've gone back and played probably more than, besides maybe Final Fantasy three. So, yep, um, it'll, it'll you know, pull there's, you there's, back. It's a good one. It is.
2: I mean, I love the fact that you go through the game and you're collecting armor. You know, it's like that. Yeah. That was fun to me, and, you and you then getting the rush and all of that and seeing Zero. I mean, it was just so much fun.
0: Yeah, it was. It was a phenomenal game, though. Did you say something else, swinging?
1: Well, I was just going to add, he added the armor, Clear was talking, and I thought, I remember that as a kid, like, I thought that was cool that you actually saw the armor change when you got the upgrades, you know, because, like, you know, Nintendo, you play an old NES game, you got new armor, you don't see any change in the sprite, whereas Mega Man X, like, oh, I see the boots, the boots (coughs) have changed, I see the helmet.
2: Exactly, I mean, and that's the whole thing that drew me in was on that front cover, it's Mega Man in this white suit of armor, like, What in the world's happened to Mega Man? I gotta find this out, you know. And then playing it, it's like, oh my gosh! And the fact that you know they incorporated new things like the um, grabbing on the walls and all of that. I mean, it was just so much fun and just a new dynamic
0: to the whole Mega Man series. Yeah, the controls were awesome. It's fast, twitch, and not not so difficult that you couldn't enjoy it. And I think that's what that's what changed it for me. The music was phenomenal. I mean, some of the best music in the entire library. I mean, of snes games as a whole it's great it's great music so all right speaking three, top of our three and now we're
2: top three speaking of rpgs corono trigger is number three with a final score this of a is... 78.60 average rating of a 94.22 out of 100 which it puts it in second in that category and a total ratings of 8536 which puts it in fifth in that category
0: So I would personally probably put this at number one and over Final Fantasy VI. And the only reason is that it is so memorable the way that you can change the way that the world works based on what you do in the past and all this. The characters are so memorable. The combat's memorable. Um, That is a super tough one for me. Which one's better? Uh, But it kind of turned a ton of people on the RPGs, the Chrono Trigger. I mean, Nick Thimianos, he always talks about that as his number one um, by far. And, I mean, I I got it. We were older. I think it came out in 95, so you're like 15 years old. August 11th, 1995. Yeah. And so, man, dude, it it just, you know, you're older, so you kind of get this and you, I I don't know, man. I I really, the graphics are better. So, it's a phenomenal game.
1: I agree with you, I think for different reasons. I, Final Fantasy 6, 3, whatever. Always a special place in my heart. I think trying to be as objective as possible, this is probably not only the greatest RPG on the Super Nintendo, which is saying a lot, but I, to this day, top three RPG ever made. And, and there's a lot of reasons why. And once again, Squaresoft and Enix, before they joined, were powerhouses with RPGs. And then, help me out here, I think... Uh, like the guy who, the Dragon Ball Z creator. So you had like, the you basically had an all-star team come together to make this game, number one. And there's so many unique, cool things they added into it, like the double tech, triple tech. So now you're not RPG, wait for your character to do his turn, choose an action. You can time it up to where you can do double and triple combo attacks. I, I think for the average RPG fan, it's the perfect length. It's not overly long, right. it's not overly in-depth. You can play it, you can have fun. You wanna play it more and get different endings? You can do that. It, it, did you just have fun playing a 20-hour RPG and be done with it and you think it's awesome? You can do that. There's. You don't have to invest hundreds of hours into Chrono Trigger to get a lot out of it. And it's just, it was almost, once again, an all-star team at their apex of their powers putting together a great product. I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's, it's an incredible game. If it's not number one, it should be number two.
2: So here's the all-star team that he is referring to. It's Hironobu Sakaguchi, creator of the Final Fantasy series, Yuji Hori, which is the creator of the Dragon Quest series, and Akira Toriyama, Dragon Dragon Quest's character designer, and the author of the Dragon Ball manga series. You got those three <laughs> hey, dude doing a video game you're gonna have a video game that should be a top on most everybody's list it's an amazing game like both of them have said i'm not gonna beat the dead horse i have played it i didn't play it as much as either one of them but it is a great game and with having those three powerhouses <clears throat> writing de- writing and developing the game pick the game up
0: and play it people if you haven't it's like Think about this for a second. The whole time you're you're told that this guy named Magus is the antagonist. He's the bad guy. Right? And he is. He's a bad guy. It's not you know, he's the super powerful wizard you gotta He turned this knight into a toad, into frog, and that's just what I kept his name as Frog. And so you're you're follow, you're chasing him around the entire like half of the game. You finally find him. And you have to make a choice now. Do you kill him? Do you have him join your party? Now you got this super powerful wizard on your team, and all this stuff. You art, you know. You challenge him to kill him. If you kill him, then you can get Frog back to his normal human self. If you make all the other choices, if you don't, Frog will never turn back. He'll be Frog forever. But Magus joins your team, and then you find Lavos, the real antagonist and now you got this super powerful all these little things just change you know the, getting the dang rainbow shard blade was just super cool that you had to go get the rainbow stone and find it all the way back into bc drop it off there and then then the sun has to hit it for millions of years and you just travel through time that way and there's like you know the the wizards that are there and i mean it's just all these different worlds there's a wizard city that's like they know about magic or outside of time or something. It is just and the music is unbelievable. Yeah, they that team right there. I didn't know that that was the whole team, but that is you got. You are going to have gold if you got that. They need to get back together, get the band back together, guys. Come out with <laughs> something, please. <laughs> so, we'd love
2: we'd love to see what you can do with with this gen graphics. Oh,
0: oh that
2: would be insane. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and jump to number two on that, and number two is Earthbound. Final score of an 83.58. Average rating of a 92.21 out of 100, which puts it in fourth in that category. And total ratings of 11,150, and that puts it second in that category.
1: So I have not played... I've played it a little bit. I have not played a lot. Now, this is where this rating system makes sense to me. And what I mean by that is this. This is a game that a lot of people probably didn't play when it came out here in the States. Uh, So I could see a lot of people downloading it and checking it out and hearing about it. Now I do know a decent amount about the game, and this game is crazy. Like it's an RPG, uh, and you're playing. You know, so many so many RPGs were fantasy based. So it, this is just like regular day. You know, I wouldn't say America, but you know, regular day modern world. You find a meteorite, aliens are attacking, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But there's a there's a theory on this game at the end. I don't know if you guys have heard that is. Really weird and insane about who the last boss is. I don't know if you What's guys. What's the last boss? So the last boss, the 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 antagonist in this game is called Gigas, and I I don't I, like I said I haven't played the game. This is a lot of the reading that I've done, but the 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 fan conspiracy theory here is: so Gigas is supposed to be this all powerful whatever, and you go back in time, and the la- you you'd have to look the graphics up on YouTube of what the last battle is. But the theory is that you went back in time into the womb of this bad guy. Like, oh yeah, I've
0: and heard it. and
1: you you're basically committing an abortion and killing this guy before he becomes I've powerful, it, and too. then it becomes that crazy thing of if you could go back in time and kill Hitler, would you do it? And would it be the right thing to do?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, I've heard of that too. Yeah, yeah. I want to see it did. The, I want to see the image.
2: Yeah, and it does say here that it did sell poorly, especially here in the U.S. It actually wasn't a hit. And, um, of course, you know, a lot of people... I mean, I have to agree with Swing and Thunder here. You know, it's it's the whole theory of a lot of people heard about it, didn't play it or buy it when they were younger, and now they're getting it and checking it out. So, I mean, it does sound like it is a good game. I never have played it, so...
0: Yeah, this is a... Definition of a cult classic like people that play it love it. I mean, it's a $300 cart now, or you was, and you know, two, three hundred dollars. So I hadn't checked on it forever, so now it's coming out on Super Nintendo minis, it's everywhere now for downloads. But, um, I played it on the I didn't play it when it came out. It had a weird uh marketing, people blame the marketing campaigns. It's like, oh, this is a gross game. I had no idea what it I didn't know it was an RPG, I had no idea it was an RPG, it has like. Slime, you scratched this and into no Power and it stinks. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> the box was, yeah, the box was like super big. Um, and you're like, what is this game? But I nowhere did I know that it was an RPG. If I'd known it was an RPG, I probably would have played it. Now, it implements you know, it's a first person view when you get into combat, it's a top down when you're walking around the world, and um, it's fun. I mean, I, I've, I've played it again, and it's uh, fun. I didn't play it back in the day, like I said. Um, one of the things that I will say that they implemented here—it's one of these things where it's hard to see how did nobody else pick up on this—but this is one of the best things an RPG can have. Is when you're um, walking around and you get random battled. If your party is way overpowered for the enemy, it just automatically you, you get you get attacked and then it puts you right back in the world and said you won the fight and you get all the experience that a little, you know, a green enemy would kill would give you and gold. It's like why would you? Uh, take that's a great thing to add nobody likes grinding these little weak enemies when you're trying to get to progress a story or do whatever just add that in it somewhere else but you know i don't know why, why that didn't get implemented in other games yeah it's uh who made earthbound i can't remember it's not is it well, square in
1: there? i don't remember if it's square in them but the thing that's interesting about it is it's actually the second game out of a trilogy the other two are called mother so this technically no, should be Nintendo. mother Two. But yeah, the mother was. It's on, Mother Two in Japan. Yeah, it's right? Mother Two in Japan, and then Mother Three came out on like the 3. DS or something like that. Advance Game Boy Advance. Game Boy yeah. Advance. My bad.
0: It's Mother. Uh, so Mother, known as Earthbound Beginnings, outside of yes, uh, family could be Mother Two. Yeah. So anyway, sorry. Yeah, it was It was, um,
2: 2. It was developers were Nintendo, HAL Laboratory, Creatures, One Up Studio. There's more actually, okay. and
1: the main the definitely. main character's name is Ness. I'm assuming that's a play on NES, right. obviously. Yes,
0: Nintendo, yeah. They had a lot of pop culture references in there. So it's really good, but they just advertised it wrong. I mean, that's that's what everybody blames. So, but anyway, yeah, definitely cult classic now. It is a good game, for sure. So
1: I don't believe it it's be right. Two. Number one. <laughs> yeah, that's we high. Com-
2: we yeah. have come to our very last one on this list. It's been a long and arduous journey. It's been painful at times. We've made it, but we've made it to number one. And I'm very sad to say that number one. Wait, wait. Can Super I guess? Super Mario World.
1: I was gonna say, can I guess? That it's Robocop versus Terminator, or what?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all a surprise. Intro for surprise. <laughs> so, so lackluster. This is so true, though. Super Mario yeah. World.
2: I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. It's a Super Mario World. It's a good game. <laughs> You know, and, and I really hate what the guy writes up in it. And yes, I'm gonna use hate. No, I don't like it. He's like, Super Mario World uh, is regarded as one of the greatest games ever, and is far and away the best selling titles in SNS. First of, of all, who who in the world are you talking to if it's regarded as one of the best games ever? Right. Maybe in the top fifty, but not. I mean. And then it's like, it sold over 20 million copies. Well, no joke, guy, it sold over that many copies because it was attached to the system. If you bought the system, you got the game in the <laughs> box.
0: I mean... It's like saying Game Pass is doing well. I mean, it's
2: just crazy.
0: It's like, <laughs> it comes with it's the like Xbox. let me throw all
2: of the moronic things I can say in this list into one caption for Super Mario World. Now, don't 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 let me knock Super Mario World because it is a very fun and it was a great
0: jump system
2: seller, and it was well, yeah, well, a yeah, great system seller. But it was a great jump for the Mario franchise. You know the improvements. The it was a fun game to play, but it's not number one of the greatest games. I don't care what kind of algorithm you have. It is not. It should not be there, especially based on if you're saying some something about sales. I mean, I, well, I'm, gonna leave, I mean I'm gonna leave it there, and I'm gonna let y'all talk about it. I mean, I'm, I'm out on this one funny. now.
1: I like it. I mean, I I don't know if it's the number one game on the Super Nintendo. Uh, I think it holds up well to this day. And I mean, the thing about it is, you know, if you even compare the Mario games, I mean, it looks slightly better. But I I would almost say Mario 3 is better than Mario World. You know, and then... I think so. And then you, you 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 go to Mario 64... And it just changed everything. Mario 64 and love Zelda it. changed everything from a 3D perspective. So, yep. yeah, I mean, you, I don't know how you're the number one on your console when you're not even the number one in your own franchise or even close to the top on your own franchise, personally.
0: Um, Sales. That's all everybody looks at.
1: Yeah, great game. Uh, I love the little hidden star world. I thought that was so cool, you know, getting the 96 star thing and the, the graphics getting all weird and colors and stuff after you fully, fully beat it. And, you know... Uh, this was the first game I would say other than Mario Brothers 1 that I not officially but like you know I kind of sped run like okay let's see how fast I can get to it you know I played the game so much beaten so much so I had my you know hey, yeah, the, with three files so my f- first file had all 96 stars but like my second and third files were just speed runs like I would jump on it on the on the uh, summers like 8 o'clock in the morning I should have it beat by lunch you
0: know and just you're talking about Mario 64 or you're talking, talking about Mario World I'm talking about Mario World you didn't have you, know, you got stars we there's get like game, the star beat. world.
1: You know what I'm talking about?
0: Oh, you're talking about yeah, but 96 stars. You say 96 stars. There's
1: 96 stars. So there's 96. Okay. There's star, star road. It's a hidden.
0: Yeah. It, I remember that. So
1: if you get all not, if you found all 96 exits in the entire game, you get a star next to that file and it completely changes, uh, the colors okay, yeah. and stuff like that to the game. So I had my first file. I, I, I 100% completed the game And then my other two files, I would just do speed runs during the summer when I was a kid. You know, like, okay, starting at 8 o'clock in the morning, how long does it take me to beat Bowser? And I would use every shortcut that I knew. That goes back to what we talked about before, where everything was word of mouth prior to the internet. Like, okay, I think the fastest way to get up to this level, cut across a ghost house, open up this Star World map, you know, Star Road map, do these three things, and you'll pop up in that little um, pipe next to Bowser's castle and go in there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I remember this. Uh, they had it set up at Walmart when a Super Nintendo came out, and you're just like, I wanted to play it every time I went to Walmart. I mean, I was just like, Dad, buy me this, please. I won't ever need another game. This is the only game I'll ever need. Blah blah, blah. you know. And uh, you know, ten years old, and my dad's like, Of course, no, you want some other games. But it really hit hard when it first people first saw it, first 16-bit. I mean, nobody knew what graphics, you know. Like, like, man, this game looks amazing. Yoshi, and you get to stomp on these. I didn't really f- like how they stomp on the Goom- the Koopas, and they fly out of their shell. I'll see how it was implemented later so it fit perfectly. But at first, you're kind of like, why don't you just stomp them like normal? But anyway, they flew out, <clears throat> and then they're still alive. And so, I think this game is um, it's a good game. A lot of hidden exits and moves you have that overworld like that similar to mario 3 but um i you know it's gets it gets so much love and uh it's like dude is this just kind of like thanks nintendo we'll make sure on every list your mario games at the top or not i mean you know it, i don't know it's not like you know who's streaming mario brothers now you know what i'm saying or who's streaming if you are streaming any super nintendo game or recording videos a nintendo game there's hardly ever a I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's Mario World playthroughs, of course, but and they do speed runs and all this, but I don't know, man. It's just not that I don't know how I don't know how much of it is genuine versus just kind well, of go, an homage. Go back well, to what you just said.
1: Go look look on Twitch and see how many Metroid players are playing versus Mario World, and I'm sure it's twenty to one.
0: Yeah.
2: Well just so I don't slight this game and I've given the ratings for the other top ten games. Let's give the ratings on it or the Stats on it. Final score 94.91. Definitely Derek self inflated that. Average score 90.46 out of 100, which puts it seventh that category. Okay. And then total ratings 18,762. It's first place and it's got like almost 7,000 more ratings than number two, which was Earthbound. And I really think Derek might have incorporated some bots there to inflate that as well. (laughs) He just must have loved Super Mario World so much they had to put it up there. I mean, when you're reading what he wrote, he's definitely high on it because he's all excited about it. He's like, I'm far from the first person to toot Super Mario World's horn. But, I mean, he's tooting it loud and clear. Yeah, that's a little... It's That's a little, little
0: crazy. It's it's flaky to be that high. It shouldn't be that high. Oh, check this list out. Nintendo Life, and I'll just give you the top 10 real quick. Well, I got it up. Top 10 from NintendoLife.com. 10 is Mario RPG. 9 is Earthbound. 8 is Donkey Kong Country 2. 7, Mega Man X. 6, Super Mario World 2. Yoshi's Island 5. Final Fantasy 3. 4, Super Metroid 3. Super Mario World. Hmm. Two, Legend of Zelda 1 Chrono Trigger I agree there with that list so, a whole lot more
2: I, I can yeah. link to that one the, the Super
0: Mario World at 3 is still a little high but
2: that's yeah, better it, than it's one. definitely
0: yeah it, the 1 is just a little of all of the games I mean they didn't grow or learn anymore since they you know since they released it you know I don't know
1: but yeah. I don't know my top 3 would but probably anyway. be I don't know in any particular order but my top 3 would probably be Chrono Trigger Link to the Past Metroid
0: yeah, I th- definitely Final Fantasy for me. Final Fantasy three, Chrono Trigger, and maybe Metroid. I don't know. I don't. I'm missing one of those, but definitely the two RPGs.
2: Probably Final Fantasy three, Mega Man X, and I, I'm not sure what my number three would be on that
0: one. Yeah. So, well, anyway, guys, that is the list that was fun to go through. Uh, some disagreements uh, from, I'm sure, well, from you guys on the Facebook page, for sure. And that's what makes it fun. So, this is a chance to chop up what we think and not. Some of the some of them, I don't even know how they're even on the list at all, you know, but um, so. <laughs> Personal bias by the writer. Well, something's going on with the way that he calculated this thing. So yeah, He put uh, his little magic many, mojo in there. And there's many reasons why somebody would download a ROM and or rate it a high rating, just like Swing Thunder brought up last time. If the ROM is good, we might give it five stars, and they are rating the ROM, not the actual contents. But who knows? It's fun anyway. It doesn't really matter. It's fun to just everybody have your own personal list, remember, and fun to talk about and debate. So... Hope you guys enjoyed the list. So we out here.
2: Yeah, we out. We done on this. Um, I mean, Agreed. it's ending on Super Mario World's kind of a bitter, bitter, bitter place to end. So okay, well, well let's end
1: on, on Shaq-Fu or, or Terminator or RoboCop. That's what we should have done. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to do a, a Terminator versus RoboCop. Podcast. Let's end
0: on WCW versus NWO revenge. Oh, oh let's do it all day. let yes. on that.
2: Okay, all yeah, right. I'm happier
0: now. All right, <laughs> all right, later. Peace out.
1: Peace out, guys.
2: Thanks again for listening to the HK Video Game Podcast. Check us out on our website at www.hnkexp.com for all of our previous episodes, for our social media links, and for places that you can follow us on major podcast outlets. So once again, that's www.hnkexp.com. And once again, thank you so much for listening to the HK Video Game Experience Podcast.